they look like they need help. We're young, strong, fit men, we can help, so why not? Outside Ukraine's embassy in London, a steady stream of men come to find out how they can join up to fight. You the detonated an EMP in the upper atmosphere a few hours ago. Contact from SOCOM told us to bunker down here. We need to get out of here. Whoever's behind this attack knows exactly what they're doing. And we just put every real operator in the city under one roof. Somebody wants to come down here looking to start some shit. They got a world of pain waiting for them. Take care of yourself. In the wee hours of March the 14th, 2022, live from FEMA Region 2, back at it one more again for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up with your host this evening, this morning, your brother Cam Kazi the Cutlass. Shout out to my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for, for bringing this all together. Shout out to the whole On The Wake Up Radio family and shout out to you, the listener, the On The Wake Up Radio army. Definitely go and check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. You already know what it is. We're going to talk about some shit tonight. And as soon as we start talking about some shit, the interference starts. So... Do yourself a favor. Matter of fact, let me put that in the chat right now on thewakeupradio.com. You can always listen in on the IG if you want to. But just know, once the conversation starts getting a little hot, you're going to want to tune in. You should already tune in on on onthewakeupradio.com as it is. Just because you get the smooth, crisp, clear transmission on thewakeupradio.com. And in this age of censorship, you should also check us out at otwtube.com. It's otwtube.com. That is free speech social media. Otwtube.com. A lot of those, a lot of those videos that you see being deleted off of your favorite or your formerly your favorite social media platforms, your IGs your Instagram, excuse me, your IGs, your YouTube, all that other stuff. You see them, the, the videos that are being deleted off of those platforms, they're popping up on otwtube.com. What up, what up, family? I see you. Good to see y'all in tonight. We're going to talk about some shit tonight. You already know. Definitely. So like I said, go to onthewakeupradio.com so, you, so you can listen to this conversation uninterrupted. Um... If you want to check out our archives, you can check us out on the SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Definitely go back and listen to some of those old episodes of On The Wake Up. I'm talking like, especially, you know, 2020, but 2019, 2018, 2017. Go back and listen to those. Um, I was, um, you know, Cindy's been, we were re running reruns for a week 
and I was tuning in whenever I could. And it's wild, the stuff that we were talking about, you know, in 2017, 2018, that directly relates to what we're going through today. I posted a couple clips on my Instagram, too. But, you know, check it out. Check out those archives and see what's in them. Share them with your friends. If you know anybody who you feel is on the wake up and ready to hear this content, share it with them. And then share it with people who may not be ready to hear it, but who you feel need to hear this content. Because, you know, this might be the final hour. And I'm not trying to sound too pessimistic. There's a lot, lot of things going on in the world right now. And people need to take these times seriously. There's so much manipulation going on right now. <laughs> right now. So, you know, when I do these shows, I sip on a couple of things. This right here is my, my water with chlorophyll. It's right here. my homemade sorrel i made some sorrel this morning where i let it sit overnight and then i you know sweeten it today but my sorrel it has sorrel quinine little elderberry and then the usual stuff you know the um cloves cinnamon i put a little star anise in there and then i sweeten it with agave i meant to put ginger i totally forgot to put the ginger in though you know, let our food be our medicine, right? At all times. And that that's something that, you know, we, we could talk about that a little bit tonight. I feel like there are so many people that talk about herbal medicine and those type of things that I don't I don't always go into that. But for me, it's you know, I, I don't give a lot of uh medical type recommendations but i do tell you sometimes the things that i do for myself and making stuff like this and drinking stuff like this is a regular for me every day especially the the water with chlorophyll just regular water with chlorophyll in it i'm taking that every day every day several times a day because the chlorophyll is good for um uh, detoxifying your cells and regenerating your cells regenerating your body on the cellular level Chlorophyll is um, the shape of the molecules, shape of the cells are close to the shape of the, uh, the red blood cells. And so they integrate well with each other. So, you know, things like that, definitely good for oxygen content. The chlorophyll is what helps to, um, that deals with the um, photosynthesis, right? Turning solar energy or light energy into energy and energy and nutrition for the plants so obviously if we're consuming chlorophyll that's why it's great to eat your veggies your green veggies your green leafy veggies right because all that stuff integrates well with your body now i'm not a vegan i'm not even a vegetarian but i know for a fact that consuming a lot of meat when we consume meat we the, the body takes more energy to break that down and integrate it into the body. And then there's a whole thing, you know, <laughs> about integrating foreign DNA into our bodies. That's a whole other shit, you know. I try not to think about that if I'm when I'm eating chicken wings. 
<laughs> and, and and roti and goat roti and <laughs> and oxtail, but <laughs> this shit is real. And that's my wine. I got a little wine in there too. It's good to eat a lot of vegetables. Good to take your herbs. Quinine is an herb that is the natural version of. Oh yeah, folks, you already know. Might as well just get on the on the wakeupradio.com now because it's about to start. I'm starting early. It's late and I'm early at the same time. Quinine is the natural form of chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. So, you know, I, I try to have that in my body um, regularly. Dr. Christina Parks talks about how, and quinine is something that's used for malaria in those type of countries, you know, in in countries that are between the tropics, between the tropics of Cancer and Capricorn, right? So in countries in Africa, South Central America, even, you know, yeah, those places have a lot of malaria. So quinine, the bark from, I can't remember how you pronounce it, chincona bark. And there are other things, and I just learned recently in the last few months that pine needles also have quinine. And it's very interesting that pine, pine needles are also good for treating COVID. You think it's a coincidence? I don't think it's a coincidence. That's one of the things that came up for, for treating it. So I keep quinine in my diet. I drink the, the quinine tea pretty regularly. And it's just the bark, you know? It's just the bark and you don't need that much. You really don't need that much. And what Dr. Christina Parks was explaining is that once you have it in your system, it stays in your system for a while. So when it comes to so the way that it works and, you know, there's papers we don't I know I'm sure I've gone over the papers plenty of times on this show. Uh, I know that I've done a, a few posts about it that have not been taken down by IG that talk about how hydroxychloroquine you combine that with zinc and the the hydroxychloroquine helps to bring the zinc into the body excuse me bring the zinc into the cells so that um it stops the replication of the virus so that's why i keep it in my body and and it's interesting because you have things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin which are, you know, technically, they, for whatever reason, they're also drugs used to fight parasitic infections, right? Ivermectin is an antiparasitic, and malaria comes from a parasite that's released by the, um, the mosquitoes. So why is it that antiparasitic-related medicines and herbs are effective against COVID? It's an interesting question. I, I haven't, I've come across one person who had an explanation for it. And I wish, I wish I could, um, you know, kind of articulate it a little better because I understand what the person said. I think it was a guy. I understand what the man said, but I don't really, I can't translated to you at this point but it's something along the lines of something that's done in the blood the, the parasites release something in the blood and you know these things basically that the ivermectin hydroxychloroquine 
help to stop that process from occurring in the blood ultimately. And they, and you know, that's why it, uh, it works. But, you know, like I said, I can't translate it to you. So I try not to speak on the things that I can't, you know, articulate that well, but shit works. I'll tell you one thing I do have, I have I located over, I think it's about 60, 40 or 60 papers that prove the efficacy and effectiveness of ivermectin against COVID. Now, I know nobody's talking about COVID right now, right? Fucking little skirmish breaks out and all of a sudden the so-called worst pandemic in human history is not a topic of discussion. Okay, whatever. The name of tonight's program is The Memory Hole. The Memory Hole, if y'all have read 1984 or familiar with the story 1984, The Memory Hole, now that shit is deep. 1984, I, I feel a lot of ways about 1984. And one of the things with 1984 is I'm pretty sure it's a playbook. I don't know if it's a warning as much as a playbook. It's a playbook for different reasons because for people of the proletariat or people who are not the elites and not in control, yeah, it tells you, you know, it gives you a, a window into how a real authoritarian regime looks and authoritarian regimes all throughout history especially through the 20th century up until the modern days use similar tactics to control the minds of their people and we're in the beginning you know we're not even in the beginning right now we're like kind of deep into it and what we're not seeing right at this point is complete and utter control but it's coming. It's coming. And that's not to be on some doom and gloom shit, but it's to serve as a warning for the people to do something. What to do? I honestly, you know, there's John and I talk about that shit all the time. And I'll say it simply, it's the ballot or the bullet, you know? And we have to get these selected officials like they're a cancer. They are basically not basically they are a cancer on society. And that cancer has to be cut out. Fuck a scalpel. We need a machete. That I'm talking about. We might have to hack off a limb of this motherfucker and just <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Put a peg leg on that bitch till we can get shit back in order because this where we're at right now I'll go into that I'm sure through the night and it's nothing that we haven't spoken about before but going back to 1984 so that was was written in 1948 or or published in 1948 and they just you know he he just flipped the numbers around 1984 he could have picked any he could have said 2024 if he wanted to George Orwell, but 
the thing is that he was writing even his concept of you know the the universe of 1984 where it existed he touched on on things that like okay going to the memory hole right the memory hole was a place where you know they had to constantly change history history was constantly being rewritten in that universe right so you have there's one part i love hate week y'all y'all may know um hate week two minute hate they have attacked an unarmed village with rocket bombs and murdered four thousand defenseless innocent and peaceful citizens of oceania this is no longer war this is cold-blooded murder until now the war has been conducted with honor and bravery with the ideals of truth and justice in the best traditions of mankind until this moment brothers and sisters the endless catalogue of bestial atrocities which will inevitably ensue from this appalling act must can and will be terminated the forces of darkness and the treasonable maggots who collaborate with them must can and will be wiped from the face of the earth we must crush them we must smash them we must stamp them out we the people of oceania and our traditional allies the people of eurasia will not rest until the final victory has been achieved death to the eternal enemy of Oceania. Death! 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 Brothers and sisters, one week from now, in this very square, we shall, as a demonstration of our resolve, into this room and there's this like movie theater theater auditorium that people would go to and they would give you these film reels and they would talk about whoever the enemy was you know yet they were in oceania oceania and you had three countries in the world basically three nations oceania east asia and eurasia 
and they were at war with Eurasia, let's just say, because I don't remember who they were at war with. With Eurasia, they were at war. And so whoever the, you know, the Eurasian leaders would come on the screen and people would just yell and spit at the screen. Motherfuckers were throwing books at the screen. You know what I mean? Two minutes for two minutes. Two minute hate going hard. Then after the two minute hate, they would go back to their regularly scheduled jobs. But hate week, hate week was a whole different thing because hate week. Let me turn this way, right? Because hate week now is a whole week of hate. And so you have this guy up there and he's giving a speech. He's talking about Eurasia. No, he's talking about East Asia. East Asia, the nasty East Asians and all this other shit. He's going in. Ah, talking about them at the podium. Someone comes up, slips him a piece of paper. He doesn't even skip the beat. So, oh, Eurasia, those dirty Eurasians. The, excuse me, those dirty East Asians. Uh, blah, 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 whatever. Someone slips him the paper. Eurasians, those nasty Eurasians. And, and he goes in talking about the Eurasians. Like mid-sentence, doesn't skip a beat. They go from being enemies with the East Asians to the Eurasians. And you see people going around, the children. They call the children, they were, they were with the spy brigade, right? Pay attention to that shit. The children as the spies. They would go around and then, you know, they quickly ran up there and started ripping down all the signs. Because, you know, it was hate week. So it's like a big, it's like July 4th for them, you know? Where, and they execute like thousands of prisoners, right? So you have all these signs and banners for, you know, hate towards East Asia. But as this dude switches in mid-sentence, now all those signs get ripped down and, you know, the posters get thrown down on the ground. And now everybody, they do not miss a beat when they start directing their heat, their hate now to Eurasia from East Asia or vice versa. And, you know, the, the main character, whatever the fuck his name is, Smith, he goes and... Um, he works for, you know, one of these ministries. I can't remember who he works for exactly, but his job is to, you know, rewrite history, basically. So the memory hole, this is the point, is, um, <laughs> what's up, Sword? <laughs> Glad to see you back. Oh, man. Definitely go into onthewakeupradio.com. You already know. So Smith, he, he his job is to rewrite history, you know? And so at that hate week, once they switched sides, once they once they switched over to hating Eurasia, let's just say, you know, they were working hours on on end to get rid of all the leaflets, all the propaganda, all the newspapers, everything that would even indicate that they had been in a war at any point with Eurasia. Or with East Asia, whoever the fuck. It doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? And so the memory hole, the memory hole is where you would throw this stuff. And this is simply a place where where truth was incinerated. And even Smith, you know, this was 1984. They talk of, oh my gosh, they talk about the 1960s. That was, and mind you, this was written in 1948. But they talk about the 1960s was the era was the era of the great purges so this was times of you know revolution upheaval and all those revolutionaries a lot of them they were purged so by the time you got to 1984 you the people who were alive then 
there were really no elders around and there was no one that could give anybody an account of the past. Very few people, very few elders, you know, definitely weren't going to find a lot of 80, 90 year olds um, because they had been purged in the 1960s on that timeline. And so the memory hole, you know, we're living in a, a fucking memory hole right now. And that's the point of what I'm saying. We're living in that time period where, you know, Fahrenheit, I, we always talk about Fahrenheit, uh, you know, yeah, Fahrenheit 451, the book, but we're living in Fahrenheit 404. How many 404 errors do you come across on the internet now that, you know, people are savvy, especially if you're listening to this network and you tune in and, you know, like I always say, we're our show and our network is just a culmination of the people. We're just a, a voice for people like us who know a couple things and are out here trying to put some pieces together, right? So that's who we are on the Wake Up Radio. So you know, as we're doing research, like there's articles that you may have saved from, you know, in your in your um, bookmarks from years ago. You go back to them now and they've disappeared. Error 404. Right. That website doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Osland said I was also just reading the document Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Yeah, we're living in that shit right now. And it's insane because, you know, the amount of psyops being played on the people right now and, and being carried out. If you're from the era before 9-11, and I know we always go back to 9-11, but that's for me, because right before 9-11 is when I was really coming into consciousness. And I think, you know, I came into consciousness way before that. But I was coming into my manhood and my adulthood around that time. And when 9-11 happened, you know, it, it was traumatic for everybody. And I think it affected us all in different ways. And I, I'll never sit here and say that it didn't affect me. Fuck my head up. You know what I mean? Because I've mentally, I guess, you know, I'll admit it. Shit, I've been in a state of war since then. And I think most people have, you know. Brother John, he went to the military. He was a Marine. You know what I mean? So he was definitely in a state of war. I didn't join the military. I almost did before that, but I didn't, you know. But I realized and, you know, listening to Dick Cheney and them talking about that the next battlefield would be on American soil and all that stuff. Like, yeah, think about that. Like as an 18, 19 year old, you know, the 18, 19 year old is going to take that seriously. And <clears throat> I had already kind of come into consciousness and I started doing my research and homework back then. And I learned very early in the war that what we were being told was bullshit. And so I was in, um, I don't want to say a difficult position, but a unique position that I was, I was able to kind of watch things play out. I was able to watch the propaganda, watch the lies. Like you remember, was it Jessica Lynch? If y'all any of y'all remember her, Jessica Lynch, she's the one they said, I'm an American too. You're talking about some harrowing rescue in a <laughs> in Iraq, in an Iraqi hospital or a bunch of Americans in there. She said, I'm an American too. And, you know, they talked about some great battle or some shit like that. The fact of the matter is, like, it was a pretty 
pretty simple rescue. There was no <clears throat> real heroics that went into it. But they put this young lady up there and they tried to make it seem like she was a POW at the time. She might have been at some point, but whoever captured her didn't have her captured at the time. She got, from what I remember, pretty good care from the Iraqi hospital. But all that was to drum up support for the war. You know, there, there was a lot of things that were done that I got to watch play out as almost a disinterested third party. Let's just say, because I realized I didn't have the language or the nomenclature of a false flag at that point, but I knew something wasn't right. That's all I knew. So even going to what uh, Mr. Oslin said, he was reading Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. We actually did an episode on that. Y'all should check that out. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. But we are definitely living in the age of those silent weapons. You know, Bill Cooper told us about that. Deborah Tavares has been telling us about that. One of the silent weapons is the IRS. The IRS, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all saw that thing. I, I don't know if they kind of rolled it back, but they wanted to... The IRS wanted to use facial recognition in order for people to file electronically. That shit is crazy. Just the thought, just the gall of those people to even suggest that. And let's say Americans, you know, push back against it now. Listen, they've already suggested it. That means that they will bring it back around again, okay? Don't, don't get it fucked up. They will bring it back. If they've said it, that means they are rolling out the infrastructure to do it. At some point, they will implement it. And let's say for the people who say, fuck that, they're not getting my facial recognition. What do they have? Joint task force. We've talked about open the books. Open the books is the audit on the weaponization and the militarization of bureaucracies in this country. <laughs> what Susie Q says they're using it to verify who you are if you want any records that is crazy that is crazy you know we, we've talked about the weaponization of the infrastructure you can go back and check that show out too oh my gosh she said, pops a vet. So I learned recently, you can opt out if you use the video chat option. What? Ugh. That's still doing too much. Thank you for that, Suzy Q. So, folks, you heard that. Um, sound of Suzy Q said, you can, you can opt out of doing the facial recognition if you do the video chat. Oh, IRS ID'd you? Wow. I'm telling you, this is a, a twisted time we're living in because, so, yeah, all that to touch on the, the silent weapons for quiet wars. IRS is a weapon of intimidation because if you threaten people's money and if you threaten them for prison or anything like that, relating to their paycheck you know john always talks about financial castration that's what it is threatening people with financial castration and furthermore now the irs has these special agents with guns automatic weapons who 
people, kick down doors. And it's easy to to um to accuse people of you know nefarious activities because they're automatically gonna connect guns and drugs, excuse me, drugs and money, right? If you have money that's unaccounted for, how'd you get that money? Do you peddle illicit drugs? You know, that type of thing. So people are constantly in fear. Something I said drugs and drugs and uh guns and drugs, something that Mark Cornkey, Mark from Michigan, spoke about and has been speaking about is the whole thing. There was a whole movement where and I believe this is around the time of the Brady Bill where they were trying to um, connect guns and drugs, you know, kind of put the stigma on people who had firearms saying that they were somehow involved in drug dealing. Right. So to put that stigma out there made people uh, in an, in order to dissuade people from purchasing and owning firearms because nobody wants that stigma nobody wants that target on their back literally no pun intended so this is you know silent weapons for quiet wars these are the just some of the weapons that are being used against the people and it's the fear and intimidation because you're dealing with a federal government and really a world government that is very small compared to the amount of people that they have to govern or that they feel they have to govern and that they want to control. Oh, Susie said, my bad. You said, no, it's called IRS ID me. Yeah, what? That's a crazy name. <laughs> my bad. So they didn't ID you. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's called IRS ID me. That's what it's called. He said they mentioned deleting biometrics before you get inside, but I know they're lying. Damn right. Okay, I thought you meant they got you. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's called ID me, and that's crazy too. Like the, just the nomenclatures that they come up with, like IRS ID me. It's not. That's a. That's an affirmation. That's a statement. That's a request. IRS ID me. What? <laughs> that's a request. That's not. A name, you know what I'm saying? That's not a, a, a nomenclature. That's a request. Words are spells. And the more people say something like that, the more it's going to come into reality. You know, I'm not going to act like I'm an expert in... I don't know. What the fuck is this? I'm not going to act like I'm an expert... In uh, <laughs> all these um, esoteric things, but I know a statement and an affirmation and a request when I hear one. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm seeing something weird in my school. Okay, good. I was just making sure. I was just checking something real quick, folks. Sorry, it tripped me out. So yeah, you know, it's the the weaponization of the infrastructure, folks. And it's, like I said, this episode is called the memory hole. You know, so that even that that IRS ID me thing that that is a great segue, right? Because <clears throat> one thing that's come up over the years, and John and I, twenty nineteen, if you go back to the show, we were talking about the friends of David Goldberg, and I'll keep it real. 
we were listening to those audios and not speaking on everything that was being said because, you know, especially with us melanated people, we have a thing of not wanting to speak things into existence. And I, I feel that is like a blessing and a curse at the same time because there are people who have profound insights who don't want to speak on them because they don't want to speak it into existence. Then years go down the line and the shit actually happens. They say, damn, maybe, you know, maybe I should have spoke on it. <laughs> or maybe they don't say I should have spoken. Maybe they say, damn, I'm glad I didn't say anything. But know that they had a premonition or an intuition told them that, hey, this might happen. If you're one of those people, then, you know, I don't blame you for not speaking. I'll, I'll tell you, like, a lot of what we're seeing right now, I, I've I've seen already. I've seen it a long time ago. I saw a lot of this stuff really over over a 20-year period. And there's things that I've seen that I don't want to see come to pass, but I've seen enough of them come to pass to know that they're probably going to happen. <laughs> and again, I don't want to speak on it. <laughs> so I guess I'm one of those assholes. But it's, but it's real, you know? Like, uh, like the pandemic thing. I've seen the pandemic thing. I've seen that. And um, one okay, so I'll give you one. Like one of the, because you know I've had several dreams of different types of pandemics, and one of them was created from. It was like a bug or a mite. You know, nobody knew where it was coming from, how it was being spread, but then there were these little tiny bugs that were crawling onto people and like kind of getting under their skin and turning them crazy. Basically like body snatcher type shit. I've had several body snatcher type dreams, body snatcher dreams where the people, you know, they look pretty much the same, but they don't act like you know a human to act because they've been body snatched. And, you know, I, I think we're living in the body snatchers right now. And, it always, <laughs> like I would, I would have these dreams and I would write them down. And when I read them, they're scarier than when I'm walking down the street and I'm seeing it in front of my face, you know? And if I were to write it down, what I see to future generations, it would sound scarier than what we're experiencing in front of our faces and not for nothing it probably is scary to some people so i shouldn't say that because i'm sure there are lots of people who are extremely disturbed by what we're seeing right now so i can't act like it's not scary to some people but you know we shouldn't be scared fear fear is in my opinion it's only it's you know it's a resource it's to be used at certain times like if you're being chased if your life is in danger like, fear should never last for more than a couple minutes. Fear you should only be, should only exist long enough to get you out of harm's way. And then it should dissipate. Great if you can run from it, you know? If it's the type of thing someone jumps out and scares you, I always say, like, run in place for a little while or do jumping jacks or something like that to kind of let it course through your body. But to be in prolonged fear, like, 
day after day, hour after hour, that is not healthy. That is not healthy. I deal with people every day who are in a state of fear. People's bodies right now, I'm a massage therapist, if y'all don't know. People's bodies right now feel crazy because they're in such a state of fear and anxiety, anxiousness. There's a lot of grinding the teeth. That's why I say it's funny because my homegirl said it too to me the other day. But we are living in, I think, the the great, the gnashing of teeth. (laughs) Yo, people, because when I tell you, people's teeth are gnashing right now. They're gnashing. This shit. This shit right here. This shit. Yeah. There is a great gnashing of teeth going on right now. And, you know, you can go back to your Bible and read that shit. Interpret it however you see fit. Bars, and I wasn't even trying to spit. But, yeah, you know, people are under extreme stress right now. And I don't want to say they're at the breaking point, but especially the people that took the shot. And, you know, you took the shot, the second shot, the booster. Still wearing the masks, still getting sick, still doing everything the government tells them to do, and they're not getting any relief. You see how they're easing these restrictions right now? That's like a motherfucker being in solitary and they let him out for an hour of wreck, right? So that they don't go crazy in that cell. This is the, the hour of wreck right now. Well, best believe they're going to come back with some shit. You know, they need to let up just a little, just let the boot just come off the neck just a little bit so that people don't burn this motherfucker down. Oh, man, Mr. Oslin said people who are able to see through the veil have been having dreams and premonition our whole lives. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, you know, it's not like this thing's for me. It didn't just start 20 years ago. Nah, this has been an ongoing thing. Oh, my ears just started ringing. This has been an ongoing thing for all of my life. You know, I was, I've was i been having dreams. I'm sure a lot of you can account for this. I've been having dreams as a child that, you know, they had no context. They had no context. You know, dreams that, that didn't make sense to me until I got older. And, and as I get older, I just see these things playing out. So I'm like, okay, that's what it is. Like, it's just going to happen. And it's always certain types of dreams, too. Like, and I've said this before on air, I think we're going to have a fake alien invasion, but we might have a real alien invasion. And I think the real alien invasion is not going to be like spaceships in the sky. It's going to be some body snatcher shit. That's what I think. And the fake alien invasion is going to be ships in the sky. Now, you might have a real alien type invasion with ships in the sky but i don't know if those are going to be real aliens but they might be real non-humans who are aligned with humans i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen but they listen there is shit in the sky right now (laughs) i've been seeing that stuff all my life i saw like my first ufo in the 90s i was young 
and that shit was like a floating football field. It wasn't like one of those little zipping around shits that you could not, nah, that you could write off and say it was something else. No, this shit was like a football field, and it was floating slowly, slowly, and it was huge. And I remember the thought that haunted me as a child was because you could, it's like you could almost see windows on it. They were lights that, but it, the, when you're looking at it, you're like, yo, you know, like if a plane passes by, you could kind of, you know, see the windows. You could kind of see into it and be like, oh shit, like I wonder if the people can see me. It was that type of thing. I was like, I wonder if they can see me. And that thought haunted me as a child. I remember that to this day. Just the, the thought that somebody who's in that craft could see me. And if they were non-human in that craft, could they see me? Fuck my head up as a child. I'm sure that contributed to why I am the way that I am today. I'm positive. Excuse me. So, you know, I don't even know how I got started talking about dreams, but it's real. Yes, Mr. Oslin, yes, a lot of us have been dreaming since we were young. And it's not going to stop. And I just, I encourage people to write down their dreams, write down their insights. I started carrying, um, you said if you put your hands over your eyes, they can't see. <laughs> All right. I saw an episode. It's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I think it was Robot Chicken. And now I'm not promoting Robot Chicken, especially after what Isaac Cathy said about old boy Seth Green. But it was a funny-ass episode nonetheless where there were monsters under this kid's bed. I think it was Robot Chicken. There were monsters under this little child's bed. And so he goes and hides under the blanket. He said, oh, no, he's under the blanket. It was two monsters. Oh, no, he's under the blanket. Guess we can't get him now. Then they pull out baseball bats and start beating on the lump in the bed, laughing at the kid. Dark fucking humor. And, you know, since, since the disclosures of Isaac Cappy, I realized how dark that shit actually was. It was funny. It was disturbing. But, yes, right. You put your hands over your eyes and the monsters can't get you. That'll work. <laughs> That's the fucking society we live in right now. Like uh, like ostriches with our heads. Not our heads, but people like ostriches with their heads in the ground. Like That's going to protect them. Shit's a big like big bird putting their, their heads in the ground. Is that really what they do to protect themselves? Or is that just, are they looking for food or some shit? I don't know what that is. That's crazy, though. But I digress. So, Susie Q, I was talking about this IRS ID me thing, right? The facial recognition and talking about how they're trying to track people. You remember we just had the most recent census in 2020 and a majority, nah, not even a majority. Uh, I'll say a majority of people who think like yeah, us said, fuck your census. That's what did happen. And so we'll bring you back now to friends of David Goldberg. 
friends of David Goldberg, right? Like I said, John and I were listening to that 2019 and a lot of what they were speaking about, um, we didn't, you know, we would talk about it vaguely on the show, but we didn't want to be the ones to manifest or to give, put a lot of energy behind it. But now that we're in this shit, you know, so several things that they spoke about, they said that ultimately they want a, a controlled economic collapse. That's one of the major things. They want to do a controlled economic collapse. And with that controlled economic collapse, a lot of your, you know, your, the people who, who you are, you know, your social media, so-called influencers, you know, people who are really spitting truth, they're going to make those people disappear. They're doing a thing. Uh, they have Project Pogo and Project Zypher. I don't remember which is which all the time, but let's just say Project Pogo is, I believe that's identifying people who are dissidents, right? And they said people who are anti-Israel, but it's not just anti-Israel, you know? It's anti-Israel, anti-New World Order, anti-government, anti-bullshit, anti-Illuminati, all that type of stuff. They want to get all those people, you know? And originally, they said, oh, we'll just take those people out, whether, we, whether they're taken out directly through assassination or whether they are hit with a cold, you know, a flu, and it's made to look like, oh, they just died from a disease. But then they said, damn, there's too many people to take out. There's too many people who are awake and aware. And so now they got to switch up the plan. So they have this thing called Tag Track ID. Tag track ID, and that's where they are literally going person by person to tag track and ID who these people are who are dissidents against the government, right? And shit is so sad if it's true. So the tag track ID stuff. You know, that's why when I hear about something about the IRS ID program, the facial recognition, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like, no, they want to know exactly who these people are or the the facial recognition. And we got to thank cocksuckers like Andrew Cuomo, former governor Andrew Cuomo. You know, we talked about how hard he was pushing the facial recognition where they had this thing. They put these weird ass things up. If y'all live in, um, you know, New York, New Jersey area, they put up these weird ass things at the tunnels and the bridges. And these shits, I don't even know what they are. I, they're just some weird ass weaponized infrastructure. Like, you know, it's fuckery. But one thing, one, one comment that Cuomo made was that, you know, people, when they pass by cameras, they, you know, people want to turn away from the camera type shit, right? So they're they're implementing the facial recognition of people's ears. That's right. 
they're going to know people by their ears now. Biometric recognition. It's not even facial recognition. It's biometric recognition of people's ears, right? They said that shit in like 2017, 2018, right? So now with these masks, obviously they can't see your face that well, but the the biometrics and the facial recognition are learning to ID people through more than just their faces. They're learning to ID people through their the shape of their body, their gait, meaning how they walk. You know what I mean? I'm sure the clothes that they wear in combination with all that stuff, the coats, like if it's wintertime, if they have one coat or a couple coats that they wear, the shoes that they wear, like all that shit, whatever can be used to identify somebody, but really down to how they walk even, okay? So you think this mask over the face matters, you know? That's not even talking about the hands, the palms, the wrists. Like, they were talking about using the the wrists as an identification method, you know, years ago. Anyone who's uh, been booked, who's gone to jail or prison or anything like that, um... Thank you, thank you. Good vibes to you, too. Anyone who's been to jail or booking or anything like that, even if it was just overnight or in and out type of shit, the, the palms, the wrists, the eyeballs, you understand? All that stuff is being used. Now with this PCR test, they're gathering up your DNA, for sure, gathering up your DNA. That's going to countries like China, I recently learned. I knew they were gathering your DNA, but I didn't know. And they're sequencing your DNA. They want to know exactly who you are on the molecular level. They, they you know, they say that they're uh, also screening for human RNAs. I don't even know what the fuck human RNAs is. I don't even know what that does. Let me see if I can find something on a quick, quick search. Because that sounds like human RNAs processing enzyme. Recently shown that human nuclear RNAs. Uh, uh, I don't know if I can pull anything meaningful from this. This is from PubMed. It says ribonuclease P, RNAs P, has been hitherto well known as a catalytic ribonucleoprotein that processes the five liter sequence of precursor tRNA. Recent studies, however, reveal a new role for nuclear forms of P of RNAs P in the transcription of tRNA genes by RNA polymerase. Yeah, all that shit, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna try to. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna try to pull anything from that right now, just because we're um, we're live. Oh, yeah, retina scans get you. Thank you, Jax. Retina scan, man, Jackson. Retina scans get you when you get your ID photos. Yeah, all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're just gathering up whatever they can from us. Mm. Oh, you see, and Phantom Noah dropping that shit. She said, it's breast milk on the molecular level. It's mother's milk that tells human bodies what to do. Yeah. <clears throat> see I told you one time we got to get Phantom on this show one day and really talk about some stuff because yeah you know that's like the the ultimate what you said right there that's the ultimate computer program the mother's milk you know think about that because 
imagine okay i'm sure this is going to be simple for it for y'all right but okay everything is based off of vibrations right cells and vibrations and frequencies so now imagine a mother that's vibrating on a seat for certain frequency okay that means her mind is in a certain place thank you phantom her mind is in a certain place which means her body is in a certain place right and now Matt, you talk about one thing especially about my sisters my black women and the way y'all get downloads you know y'all download information and it just integrates into your body. It happens to all of us, but I'm specifically speaking about the women right now, right? It integrates, the message integrates into the body on the cellular level, psycho, spiritual, cellular level. This is some shit that the scientists have yet to catch up to, but it's going on, okay? And now imagine, okay, whatever message signals that she's integrating into her body and now imagine that she's breastfeeding a child and she can now translate these messages or deliver these messages to these children, these uh, blank slates who have yet to be corrupted by the world, right? Because in this time, these children, I mean, even a baby's ears are more sensitive to sound, right? They hear more sounds. That means they can hear things at higher frequencies, frequencies that we can't hear them. They can see things that we can't see, right? There, when a baby looks at a face, you might have an eye here, a mouth here, a nose here. They don't see the face that we see it, which tells us, and this is because they haven't been taught that that's how a face looks. This is part of the thing with the mind. If your mind sees something that is that is not within the collective conscious, let's say someone is out, I don't know, let's just say someone's out in the desert, okay? And sees something that no human has ever seen before. Their mind is going to have trouble perceiving what they are seeing. They, they're not going to see that object for what it is. So this, these babies that are coming in their clean slates, for nine months, all they know is the inside of their mother. They can't see anything. All they see is black, right? All they see is black. They hear sounds. They feel, you know, they might be able to see a little bit in there, maybe sometimes. Like when it's sunny out, you know, like when it's sunny out, you close your eyes and you see red. Like, okay, it's, it's red right now. It's warm. You know, mommy sunbathing or whatever's going on, right? That type of thing. But their senses are limited. Sound, they they sound, smell, they do have smell, because babies know the smell of their mothers, okay? Sight, they can see, but there's not much to see inside of that womb. Um so imagine now these little people now come into this world, blank slates. Very uh, influenced by, by vibrations. Mommy's vibrating at the level she needs to be vibrating at. Is now delivering that breast milk to that baby. That baby, that is like the ultimate computer program right there. Okay? I mean, the, the, the mother's immune system. The baby takes the mother's immune system and accepts the mother's immune system through that breast milk. I mean, what else is coming through besides that immune system? This is just stuff for people to ponder. 
She said the real mana, right? And the process of getting the milk heals the mother to send out better messages, right? Because one of the hormones that's produced during breastfeeding is um, oxytocin, oxytocin, right? That's the love hormone. So that deals with even the bonding of the mother, the the feeling of euphoria. I guess it's euphoria when breastfeeding. I don't know. Maybe some of my mothers can tell me. The feeling of breastfeeding, though, it's, you know, it could be maybe a euphoric feeling or something going on with that. So imagine now, like, if, if you're in that state of euphoria or a heightened state of vibration, that's going to raise your vibration. You know, we can artificially raise our vibration into um, into a, a natural state. Like, once you start raising your vibration... You can raise it artificially, but it actually raises your vibration. And that's where, you know, the meditation and those type of things come in. But if you're releasing the love hormone, then that's automatically going to raise your vibration. So that's just something, again, for people to think about. Yeah, <laughs> she said babies are vibratory. They communicate. They receive messages through the nervous system. That's right. They are OT blanks, blank slate. They are not blank slates. They are imprinted with the collective of the creator and sperm donor. That's right. That's right. Again, these type of things. If so, when I say they're blank slates, right, they're not blank slates, but they don't have something like language the way that we understand language. They speak a different language, they learn our language, they learn to use words. But the babies haven't been imprinted with a lot of the physical material stuff yet, right? They can't walk. They can't talk in the way that we talk, okay? They have to find other ways to communicate with their parents and with the people around them, right? Those type of things. So, you know, this thing that we're in right now, ladies and gentlemen, for so many reasons, they're coming after the children. They're coming after the children. They've been coming after the mothers and Phantom. You and I have been talking about that for a decade. You know how they're coming after the mothers. Well, we're at the time right now where they're getting the mothers. You know, look how many mothers had to take the shot or felt they had to take the shot for one reason or another. And now any child that comes through that vessel is going to be impacted by that. You know, how many fathers and future fathers have taken that shot? Uh, I mean, <sighs> shit is crazy. So let me just, I'll get back to that. Back to the friends of David Goldberg, right? So, in the friends of David Goldberg, um, They were talking about talked about the virus, you know, some kind of virus or a flu or something along those lines being released into the population. Talked about a controlled economic collapse. Talked about tag track and ID, right? Finding the people who are dissidents tagging them for a later date and IDing them 
you know you have online on something like YouTube and this is why you have to be mindful of when you respond on these YouTube videos because he said you will, they will have certain people who will be out there who will put out true information who may or may not be down with the plot but the people who are responding you know maybe like in this case they were talking about anti-semitic stuff anti-semitic comments those people would be tagged and then they would find out who those people were and to do this for millions and millions of people worldwide is a hefty task and so you know i'm even mindful of the bots that you see on instagram you know they may one way they might do it I don't know this for a fact, but you ever see those accounts who like have zero posts, zero followers and are following like two people or certain people. Right. But they may make a comment on your post, some weird ass comment on your post or maybe tag someone else in your post. And maybe not all the time that's the case, but I'm, you know, I'm wondering if that's part of their apparatus for tagging and tracking and IDing people, you know, like, oh, just put a little tag here, put a little comment here for later. You know, anyone they comment on is a mark, basically. I don't know if that's the case. They have so many tools at their disposal, so-called law enforcement tools. Oh, shit. Mr. Oslin said, by that I mean transhuman. They went from Generation Z to Generation Alpha, blatant. Oh, yeah, some transhuman shit. Yeah, ugh. But, yeah, that, ta that tag track ID. So, you know, it's something to be mindful of. I don't know what we can do about it. They have, okay, so tools that they have at their disposal. Like, they have geofencing, you know, where let's say a bunch of people are at a protest or anything, a riot, protest, whatever you want to call it. The law enforcement can literally create a fence around them, a digital fence, so that none of their tweets or information, anything that they're sending out can leave that area. They can do that shit, okay? They can, um, they can look at hot spots and tell where something's about to pop off. They can look at certain material and find out where people are streaming and cut those live streams. You remember what they did to Corinne, Corinne Gaines, rest in power, right? That sister, she was live streaming when the police came to her house and ended up killing her and shooting her son. But they cut that live stream in the process. Y'all remember that? How'd they do that, right? Maybe they cut her Wi-Fi. Maybe they just cut, maybe they put a geofence around her specifically. Who knows? Is what I'm talking about. Phantom said IP addresses are marked. As people do NFTs, they register and lock in and track. It is easy unless they keep keep a phantom IP addresses, which with Wi-Fi the cover is blown anyway. Ooh, that's what NFTs are about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see so again i didn't know that but it makes complete sense with what we're talking about right now right so again these are just some of the tools that these people have in their arsenal to ultimately screw us yeah ip addresses you already know what the ip addresses um T 
<laughs> Susie, Susie Q says, yup, because once you are connected to Wi-Fi, you are assigned a MAC address and are tracked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, folks. You see this? Dale G. Jr. said, kind of like Ukraine right now, right? You see? So, th this stuff is going on, you know, right, right in front of our eyes. And it takes aware individuals, you know, like, where are we at right now? You know? I, I just think we're at a point where you, you better, like, if you held out for this long, you might as well just hold out, you know? Because w whatever's coming next, like, they, they're out here trying to trap souls, you know? And I'm not going to go all deep into that, but they're trying to trap souls right now. And trapping souls, like, they, they want people out here compromising their morals somehow. They want people out here corrupting themselves, corrupting their spirits, however they can. And you, you got to hold out in the end of the day. So another thing that, and this is the segue I was talking about earlier, right? Another thing that was mentioned in the Friends of David Goldberg. I'm seeing wild shit in the sky out there. Another thing that's um, Friends of David Goldberg talks about is uh, in their audios. David Goldberg, before he got killed, he was talking about a false flag. Talking about a false flag. And he was talking about an Iranian false flag. He was saying that this was, you know, back in 2019. And he was, he was saying that there would, a false flag would come most likely from Israel, but it would appear to be Iran. And they would use that to begin a conflict with Iran. Well, at that time, we saw, shortly after that, we saw ship, whatever that was, some oil tanker or something. I think it was a Japanese oil tanker was, um, you know, a mine blew up around. It was something like that or some, something came from somewhere. And <clears throat> U.S. immediately said, U.S. media immediately said, oh, Iran launched it, and then Japanese, everybody else was like, I don't know if Iran did that. And Iran was like, we didn't do it. But that could have easily been the false flag. So, and David Goldberg said it would come from, it would appear as Iran. It might even be some rogue Mossad assets, or excuse me, some rogue Iranians who are really working for Mossad or being influenced by Mossad or Israel, but it wouldn't come from the Iranian government. So what do we have now? Hmm. So let me bring this up now, right? Because now it's time. See this Iran attack, right? Popped up just the other day. Oh, shit. Mr. Oslin says the former Shah of Iran was a crypto Khazarian. Who knew? I didn't know. So, this is from the Daily Beast from March 12, 2022, right? This is just the other day. 
headline. This is written by Adam Ronsley. These names. I don't know. Headline, Iran hits U.S. consulate site in Ebril, Iraq with a dozen ballistic missiles. Dozen ballistic missiles, right? Iran launched a dozen ballistic missiles at the Iraq city of Ebril late Saturday night in the vicinity of an unoccupied American consulate under construction, according to the Associated Press. So pay attention, folks, because there was a famous false flag where a certain location was under construction and got hit by a missile, but we'll come back to that. If you know what it is, you can just put it in the comments, folks. (laughs) In a statement released after the attack, the State Department said, quote, we condemn this outrageous attack and display of violence, end quote, and confirmed that no U.S. personnel or facilities had been damaged. If your phone battery is out, turn on to onthewakeupradio.com, maybe on your computer, onthewakeupradio.com. You could turn on there and listen to the crisp, clear transmission. All of y'all should go to onthewakeupradio.com if you're on the Instagram, please. Back to the article. Locke Gafuri, a spokesman for the Kurdistan regional government, confirmed that 12 missiles had struck Ebril and claimed that they had been launched from quote-unquote out from outside Iraq and produce no casualties. Iraqi Prime Minister Mustafa al-Kadimi stopped short of attributing the attack but condemned the, quote, aggression, which targeted the dear city of Ebril and spread fear amongst its inhabitants, end quote. He called it, quote, an attack on the security of our people, end quote, and pledged to investigate it. So... Now to the Wall Street Journal article, right? This is again from March 12th. It's written by Gordon Lubold and Michael R. Gordon. Did I read that? (laughs) I tripped myself out with that shit. (laughs) Gordon Lubold and Michael R. Gordon. Missiles from Iran struck in vicinity of U.S. consulate in northern Iraq, officials say. That's the headline. The attack, which didn't injure any U.S. personnel, comes as the U.S. is seeking to revive a nuclear deal with Tehran. A missile strike early Sunday that landed in the vicinity of a new American consulate under construction in northern Iraq originated from Iran, according to U.S. officials. The attack comes as the U.S. is edging closer to cementing a deal to to revive the 2015 agreement with Tehran that constrains Iran's nuclear program. The compound wasn't hit and no U.S. personnel were hurt, said U.S. officials. They added that they weren't sure what was being targeted and that the attack was still under investigation. The attack involved as many as a half dozen missiles and at least one landed more than two kilometers, 1.2 miles, from the new compound, according to U.S. officials familiar with the preliminary reports. Listen, y'all. How is it that Iran, I mean, missiles aren't cheap. They fired 12 of these motherfuckers into nothing in Iraq. Literally hit nothing. Am I the idiot? I don't know how this is being played up in the media right now. But I just want people to be aware that this is going on right now, okay? If you didn't, I don't know if y'all put the comments in there. Last time I heard about a construction 
site being hit by missile was the Pentagon in 9-11, right? The, on September 10th, Donald Rumsfeld said that the Pentagon bureaucracy was the problem and the Pentagon was the enemy. He said, the enemy is the Pentagon bureaucracy. <laughs> That's what he said. And then, you know, they, they said that they had lost $2.3 billion back in the, in the, oh, was it $2. trillion? Yeah, $2.3 trillion. My, my fault. $2.3 trillion they lost. Thank you, Mr. Oslin. $2.3 trillion the Pentagon lost in 2001. Like, a billion dollars was a lot in 2001. These motherfuckers lost a trillion. Two of them. <laughs> right? $2.3 trillion. So the auditors were working diligently in this one wing that was under construction. And the next day, they got hit by a fucking missile. A, a plane, excuse me. <laughs> in air quotes. Big oops. Um... Phantom said the new borders are financial currency barriers and in institutional parameters that legally ostracize. We are in the age of oligarchy. Fear is the bank where government violence and rationing of resources are the assets. Whew, that's a mouthful right there, you know? And thank you because y'all are just hitting me with these great segues because... Whew, Again, they want this controlled economic collapse. I always talk about my man, rest in power, Andre Eglishan, Thieves in the Temple, ladies and gentlemen, Thieves in the Temple. If you can get your hands on this book, get your hands on this book. If you can listen to an audio from Andre Eglishan, listen to an audio. Because this man, you know, I, I caught him on Coast to Coast AM back in the early 2000s. And it took me so long to get the book just because I was lazy. And then I, I learned that he he passed in the last few years. And this man, I believe he was from down in Miami-Dade too. I believe that was his area of operation. And, you know, he wrote this book. He predicted the financial collapse that would ultimately occur in 2008. He wrote this book around 2004. And, you know, what happened in 2008, 2010, you know, some major disclosures came out in 2012. And it was discovered, if you look at the Spire Law Group lawsuit, I know we've said this so many times on this show over the years, Spire Law Group lawsuit, look it up, S-P-I-R-E. And they found that at that point, up to that point, at least $43 trillion, trillion with a T, had been laundered out of this country. And it was through the our regular financial institutions. I mean, I'm not even going to pull that shit up right now because I've done it too many times on this show, on this show and in this network. But the Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Bank of Scotland, um, J.P. Morgan Chase... Uh, uh, all the big players, HSBC, all the major players, all the banks who have been involved in money laundering and, and washing drug money and complicit with the governments and, you know, in their drug running and, and, and gun running and all that shit that they're doing. <laughs> they, ah, 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 ah. 
all the banks that have been involved in that were brought up in this lawsuit. Come to find out that they would create, you know, phony baloney financial institution, let's say institution A on Monday. They would, you know, launder a couple billion dollars through it, then shut it down on Wednesday and do that over and over and over again. This shit went on for years and it really came to a head in 2008, 2009 with the financial collapse. With the, when Bear Stearns went down, that's when the fucking skirt was lifted and you found out it was balls and a dick underneath. <laughs> and then, you know, they went on to blame the people that got the subprime, subprime mortgages for the financial collapse. But didn't mention that these motherfuckers were literally laundering money, laundering, like legally laundering money out of this country. And when they were brought before Congress and you had a great video is, um, hope you got your pens, papers, notebooks, all that good shit out, right? Great video is, what's the man's name? Oh man, Representative... Oh, it'll come back to me. I was just looking at his name, too. Damn. Another uh, Democrat out of Florida who, who was basically drilling these, you know, financial execs and whatnot. And, you know, he said, well, can you tell us where you sent the money? They said... No, 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 not Grassley. Um, close. I think it starts with a G. Graceland? Oh, damn. This shit is going to haunt me till I find Because I've said his name so many times over the past. Not Grassley. Um, Gray, Grayland? Oh. Well, either way, it'll come back to me. Don't worry, it'll come back to me. That's how my mind works. But he... He... um. He was basically grilling these these elected officials. It was something, something versus the Illuminati. That's what the name of the video was. But when he asked these these uh, these people where you sent the money, they couldn't even tell him. They wouldn't they wouldn't tell him. They wouldn't tell him. They said, "No, I can't tell you because you know." He said, "Well, are they working at other financial institutions?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, they're working at financial institutions." He said, "Well, you're telling me." He said, why can't you tell me? Oh, because, you know, what did he say? Because, you know, some of these are good men and it could put them in danger if I tell you. This is in front of Congress now. And he said, but these people could go and do the same thing again in another financial institution and we don't even know who they are. We don't know where they sent the money. Now, CIA whistleblower told us that some of that money came back. Some of that money came back. I think $22 trillion of that money came back. And you know what they did with that money? Came back around 2011, something like that. That's when uh, <laughs> that's when we got the uh, Syria. <laughs> Syria. Um, I'm looking and seeing... Alan Grayson, Alan Grayson, Congressman Alan Grayson. Yes, Congressman Alan Grayson. 
Yeah. If you look at the um, look at the videos, Alan Grayson versus the Illuminati. There are several on there. You know who Alan Grayson is? He's the the congressman who went up there when they were trying to pass Obamacare, and the you know the Republicans were blocking it. And he said the Republicans' plan is die, die quickly. He's the one that went out there and said that. And mind you, I'm not a big Obamacare fan or anything like that, but. Congressman Alan Grayson, look that up, Congressman Alan Grayson versus the Illuminati, because that'll give you a little bit of insight into the people who are driving our economy into the ground. He had the people from the Federal Reserve there who didn't answer shit. He had the people from, from um, you know, like the Bear Stearns and all those big bankers who didn't answer shit. You understand? They These people are not beholden to the government. Yeah, I looked that one up, Susie. I looked that one up. I because you know I got my archives too. <laughs> Congressman Alan Grayson is the man's name. I'm telling you, just look up, look up his videos. There's like videos that are a couple hours long of just different clips of him, and you know he'll only have five minutes to grill these motherfuckers, and he'll grill them, but then uh, they they can you know squirm out of answering answers. And once his five minutes is up, nobody else is asking him questions. Nobody else is asking him questions. And like there may be like one or two other Congress people who even ask the questions. But these people, they, they don't there's no consequences. They just got to last for those five minutes. You know, y'all have heard of um, ALEC, American Legislative Exchange Council. This is one of those organizations that and I know we've mentioned them so many times on this show. But these are the people who have bought our politicians. All right. So when I tell you, like I said it earlier in the show, for those who may have just tuned in, it's the, the cancer has completely infected the body of this country, you know, and it's a it's a global thing. And so you, you can't just cut it out with a scalpel. you got to chop that motherfucker off with a machete and throw it in the fire. OK. You got to, I don't know, you have to alkalize the body. And by alkalize the body, you have to make it. So this is the thing. It may be right. So we need to approach it holistically. Right, folks? Right. Because if we use the Western method. You chop off the body part that's cancerous and you radiate it with chemotherapy and chemicals and that shit kills the good cells and the bad cells. And whichever cells die first is the winner. Sometimes it's the cancer that kills. Sometimes it's the chemo that kills. Most of the time it's the chemo and the radiation that kills, right? But if we approach it holistically, right, then we are alkalizing the body. We are dealing with it. If you want to go the Chinese method, right, you're dealing with, because a tumor is just considered an extreme form of phlegm, Okay. But it's all towards the same end. You want to alkalize the body. You want to rebalance the body. A tumor is, is actually a, a defense mechanism in the body because the, the toxin is within the tumor, right? The toxic substances is within the tumor. And the tumor is created in order to protect your body from that toxic substance. And so... And there's a lot of different ways of approaching it, you know, these tumors. And this is just to kind of get the the wheels turning for you folks, because I think all of us are smarter than just me. You know, I just think all of us together are smarter than just one person. Right. So 
one method of going after cancer that they've because uh, you know um, so sodium bicarbonate baking soda is uh, it's toxic to can to cancer cells that those shits they explode once they come in contact with uh, baking soda so you had uh, I've heard about a scientist you would take the baking soda and you know maybe have the person eat it or something like that or inject it but it would be covered in like maple syrup because maple syrup is high on the glycemic in index and the cancer they eat sugar and animal fat sugar and animal fat right that's what cancer eats so if you technically if you starve the cancer of sugar and animal fat, then in theory it should go away. But you know, there's other things that have to be done in order to get it so right. So he is, so he was covering the somehow covering the the, the baking soda with sugar. Excuse me, with with um, maple syrup, saying it into the body, the cancer cells would run out to eat it. They would eat the, you know, eat the the maple syrup and explode, right? So. How do we rebalance this body if possible with all these corrupt politicians, this corrupt money, these corrupt government officials, these people who are, I mean, the, the fascism, the level of fascism right now in this country. Fascism is just corporatism, laws that are created for the benefit of the corporation, not for the people. The United States is supposed to be... Um, a constitutional republic, but we are living in fascist economic system right now. And people, too many people don't understand what that is, so they don't understand what's happening right in front of their faces. Right? So that's just something for people to marinate on. How did how do you get that out? If possible. Oh yeah, thank you, Phantom. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, check out the Pandora Papers, the Paradise Papers, and the pa and the Panama Papers. They show the money flow. That's right, and I mean that. That's when you see how deep this thing goes. You know, it's it's the offshore accounts. It's all that stuff. Put all that stuff together with the Spire Law Group lawsuit. Put all that stuff together. I was um, I was listening to so right. So I even came to that because I was talking about it seems like whenever these people, whenever it's time for these people to go down, something else pops off. You know, whenever it's time for these people to go to prison, something else pops off. Yeah. When you, Phantom said, when you see the corporation as people cooperating together you see how we can win mm, there you go there you go also why we are losing right because we're not even in the game like in real life we're not even in the game and these people are looking at us as pawns you know i was um so i've been listening to the court of public opinion and in the court of public opinion that's the, the court that was put together to deal with this pandemic and this pandemic. And Phantom said, what we failed to apply correctly is trust. We 
We are the game. Mm. Ashe. So the court of public opinion finally convened in um starting in February, early February. In early February, the disclosure that came out basically it was put together by uh, lawyers and attorneys worldwide, doctors and witnesses who have, who have come in and people who have been injured by the vaccines and basically to show how this has been a pandemic from the start and that it was, you know, a conspiracy, not a theory, but an actual conspiracy to one to kill people, to um, gain more control and to destroy the financial system. So again, this is where we're at a time right now where these people should be going to prison. We have all the evidence to show that these shots are no good for people. We have plenty of evidence to show that uh, the amount of adverse events are way higher than what we've been told by the media. They are um, there. There's plenty of evidence to show that the destruction of the economy has been intentional. Let me bring you back because we talked about this a lot in 2019, John and I. This is when the Epstein trial was going on. And we said, look, finally, these motherfuckers are about to be brought to justice, right? The Epstein trial. You remember when Jeffrey Epstein got killed and that was a big L for all of us because we were like, damn, whatever. You know, whatever, whether he died, they say he committed suicide. Clearly, he didn't commit suicide, you know? How is it that in the two minutes that... It took for him to meet his demise, in air quotes, the cameras were down. The two guards who were supposed to be guarding him were asleep. They ain't checked that motherfucker for eight hours, okay? And they were eventually let off and absolved of any wrongdoing recently, okay? So, in that Epstein shit... So many names of politicians, business people. I mean, you know, we talked about Andrew Cuomo all the time because that was just one name that came up in the Epstein ship. It was Andrew Cuomo. It was Elliot Spitzer with the high socks. It was Larry Summers. It was Luke Brunel, who just ended up dead. We know about Jelaine Maxwell. We know that, that uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein had his island off of St. Thomas, Little St. James. We know that, uh, what, what's the other guy's name that, that has the island off a of little, uh, excuse me, the island off of St. Thomas. We know that Joe Biden's brother has an island off of St. Thomas. We know that, you know, like there's a lot of names that come up. Now, Biden, we don't know. I don't, I never heard his name come up with Jeffrey Epstein, but we know that Bill Gates was buddies with Jeffrey Epstein. We know that Bill Gates was about to uh, put up a foundation. Listen, Jeffrey Epstein is another one of those motherfuckers who, if he wasn't in so much trouble, he would have been known as a philanthropist. At the University of West Indies, they had the the Jeffrey Epstein the Fifth Foundation and whatever the fuck out there. You understand? Um, <laughs> Virgin Records, yeah, the Virgin Records dude and the Virgin Airlines dude, yeah. Uh, Bron- Bronson, was it Bronson? I don't want to say the wrong name on it. I think it's Bronson. That motherfucker guy's an island there too. If you know, I know people from the Virgin Islands, okay? And they tell me about that shit. The people, my people in the Virgin Islands, they, they would tell me that they knew better than to go over to those islands, you know? Because they said that, yeah, Richard Branson, thank you. That's that motherfucker's name. It is Branson, thank you. 
Um, so they they know people from down there know not to go over there because it's a bunch of Babylon shit over happening over in those islands. They would sail down with their yachts, and you would see yachts from all over the world flying different flags from over the world. You know, the 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 women would come out and they would solicit the young men. The the dudes would come out and solicit the young women, you know. They knew that there was some Babylon fuck going on on those islands, and so they knew to stay away from that stuff. That was like true hedonism to them. And when Branson had a fire on his island, they laughed about that shit because they see they said, see, that's what happens. Okay. So, I mean, what are the chances that Epstein, Branson, and the Bidens would have islands, own islands all around there? You know, um, Jelaine Maxwell had a submarine piloting license right oh did someone just <laughs> dale said the summary yeah <laughs> right she had the um the submarine piloting license well water island which was owned by partially owned if not all owned by joe biden's brother water island was used in world war ii to defend the submarine base how do you defend the submarine base if you don't have submarine capabilities listen we're just talking right now ladies and gentlemen so point being, a lot of shit was going to come out in 2019 through that Epstein trial. And the judges kept, um, what do you call it, kept uh, putting gag order. I can't remember what the terminology is right now, but basically they wouldn't release the information. They wouldn't release the names of the of the co-conspirators, the other people who were on those flight logs and who were in his black book and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, Michael Bloomberg. That's another one. Fuck that dude, Michael Bloomberg. And so you think it's any coincidence how in 2020, all of a sudden the world shut down and a bunch of his buddies were at the forefront of the pandemic? Andrew Cuomo, right? America's governor. Fucking sexual predator. My, um, Michael Bloomberg, right? He was quiet throughout that shit. But the Bloomberg School of whatever the fuck at Johns Hopkins University. The, 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 I think it's the Bloom, Bloomberg School of Public Health or something like that at Johns Hopkins University, right? That's where the, the contact tracers, it was uh, basically birthed out of that or came from that, right? Um, what's this cocksucker's name? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. We already know Bill Gates and his bullshit. You know what I mean? Listen, Bill Gates is, is a eugenicist has, and has been talking about eugenics for years. Okay, he's with that shit. His pappy was one of the um one of the what do you call it? The founders of one of the early early supporters of Planned Parenthood when that shit was coming out of the eugenic society. Okay. That is a eugenics family. They believe in that shit. All right. So when they talk about population control and population reduction, they take that shit very seriously. In November 2019, 11,000 scientists said that population control is one of the, the tools that needs to be implemented to slow down climate change. They didn't just say, they said population, excuse me. Population reduction, not population control. They said population reduction. 
And basically, they said they need to find a, a humane way. Let me pull that shit up for you so you don't just think. Brother Cam just talking out his ass. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Because it wasn't just population control. It said population reduction. Okay, folks, like this is these are the type of people that we're talking about right now. This isn't some regular shit going on. Like, let me see if I can pull it up for you real quick. Oh, wow. Dale said, did I see the Tower of Babylon that they set on fire in the Ukraine? No, that shit sounds crazy. No, I didn't see that. I'm telling you, we are living in some interesting times right now. Um, I'm seeing if I can find this article. No, that's not it. I think I'm getting close, though. Just so y'all understand, because I'm going to read it for you. Yeah. The 11,000 scientists. So in Forbes magazines from November, November 5th, 2019, from Eric Mack, headline is over 11,000 scientists declare climate emergency, share six steps to save the future. One of the steps, population. I know I've read this, but I've read this before, but I'm going to read it again, okay? Still increasing by roughly 80 million people per year or more than 200,000 per day. The world population must be stabilized and ideally gradually reduced within a framework that ensures social integrity. So they have to reduce the population within a framework that ensures social integrity. What do those words even mean together? They don't even make sense. This is in Forbes magazine. You could read that shit for yourself. I told you where to look. Eric Mack, November 5th, 2019. Headline, over 11,000 scientists declare climate emergency, share six steps to save the future. See, the more extreme uh, websites at that time said 11,000 scientists say population reduction to to prevent climate change. Okay, I'm going to read this again. Still increasing by roughly 80 million people per year or more than 200,000 people per day. The world population must be stabilized and ideally gradually reduced within a framework that ensures social integrity. There are proven and effective policies that strengthen human rights while lowering fertility rates and lessening the impacts of population growth on GHG emissions and biodiversity loss. These policies make family planning services available to all people, remove barriers to their access and achieve full gender equity, including primary and secondary education as a global norm for all, especially girls. They have to glow that, throw that equity shit in there to uh, make it sound like, you know, it's humane. But no, they're trying to kill people like they're planning to kill people. This came out November 5th, 2019. You're telling me. None of those scientists were on board. As this is coming out, the Wuhan shit is popping off. How about that? How about that? Don't get me started. 
Listen. Listen, folks. I could just go on. I could just go on, you know? And I know a lot of times on this show, we repeat similar shit, right? Thank you, Dale G. Five, 500 million, right? 500 million, that's, that's a... Georgia Guidestone shit. You know? Um... Yeah. That shit, Dale G. I just want to mention, too. You said Denver. Police in Denver are investigating the theft of a box of human heads from a parked truck in the city. What the fuck is a box of heads doing in a parked truck? Are they, like, are you investigating how the heads got (laughs) into the box? (laughs) Are they investigating the theft of the heads? <laughs> Yo, it's crazy time. And you know what? Because those same people who were into the sex trafficking, because with the sex trafficking, is not, you know, they 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 always say in the media, they're like, oh, Epstein abused, you know, several teenage girls to like minimize it. Like, what about the children? Like the little children who were raped and abused and who that he solicited for these, you know, high profile pedophiles. What about the little boys? So much shit they didn't talk about because my opinion, when you bring in little boys, now you're you're touching on the LGBT a little too closely to that. You understand? And this isn't an LGBT issue as much as it is a pedophilia issue, okay? The difference between two grown adults having sex with each other and an adult raping a child, okay? So it was all that type of shit that was supposed to come out. Oh, yeah, you said uh, MH, MH17 or MH370. Which one do you mean? What the fuck? Mr. Oslin said, I just found out my aunt grew up with R. Christensen, the guy behind the Guidestones. This was in Fort Dodge, Iowa. That aunt was institutionalized her whole life. What? R. Christensen. Put me on, cause I, I've been wondering who actually did that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you never heard who was responsible for the Georgia Guidestones, oh, that's not the guy, is it? Nah, that young motherfucker. Nah, it must be a different one. Well, we got the name. Thank you very much. Um, sorry to hear about your auntie. That's fucked up. But yeah, the, the Georgia Guide Guidestone stuff, ladies and gentlemen, that shit. You know, they put it up there, and this is like these are their intentions. Oh, okay, she grew up with his daughter. That's crazy. Wait, 
a Malaysian flight, airlines flight went down in Ukraine a few years ago. Oh, yeah. You're not talking about MH370. You're talking about the other one, right? It was like, what type of luck? Yo, if you're a scientist, don't get on a Malaysian flight. <laughs> right, you said 100 AIDS scientists were on that. I totally forgot about that. See, this is why I love y'all and I appreciate y'all. Peace, peace. Some Missy girl. Yo. Right. Which one did you say? MH. See, we should have we should have talked about that one. Uh, MH. Which one you said? MH seventeen. I did a show a few weeks ago called Dead Scientists Tell No Tales. Should have put them along with that one. Because what did they go down with? What did they know when they went down? What kind of conference were they coming from? Mm. That's crazy. I totally forgot about that. You know? And so, there's so many different directions we can go with all this, you know? Bless, bless. See you, Gunners. Um, yeah, this was 2014, which is crazy. just says AIDS expert this is the headline from news NBC news AIDS expert killed in MH17 disaster helped turn scientists to activists a Dutch AIDS researcher killed in last week's downing of a Malaysian Airways passenger jet helped turn scientists into advocates and even activists oh wow look who the fuck is <laughs> look at this nigga Fauci in 2014 <laughs> <laughs> really? The video is of Fauci talking about these. Wow. So it says, who, who wrote this article? It's written July 20th, 2014. Uh, I don't see who wrote this article, though. It's health news. Oh, well, headline, AIDS expert killed in MH17 disaster helped turn scientists to activists, right? So, um, it says, Lang, Dr. Jope Lang, 59, was among the 298 people who died when flight MH17 was shot down over Ukraine Thursday. Y'all remember that shit? <laughs> Lang and at least five other people aboard the flight were en route to a large international AIDS conference in Melbourne, Australia. The International AIDS Society, which sponsors the conference, said the conference opened with a moment of silence and memorials to Lange and the others aboard the flight. Lange, who headed the IAS himself from 2002 to 2004, helped lead a gradual transformation of HIV researchers who saw more than just discovery and science was needed to tackle a pandemic that's taken the lives of 25 million people. 
that infects 35 million more around the world. Mm. Jope, quote unquote, Jope was the epitome of that, end quote, said Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease himself and himself, one of the leaders in AIDS research. I'm not even going to read this motherfucker's whole quote, but I just think it's very interesting. Thank you so much for that, right? Dead scientists tell no tales, folks. Go back and check out that episode. Dead scientists tell no tales. I did it a few weeks ago. You can find it on the SoundCloud. You could also find it on otwtube.com. This is bananas. There's so much, like, so... Just be mindful of the friends of David Goldberg shit. Yeah, they blamed Russia, but it was Ukrainian military, right? It was something like that. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, ugh. I said to pause for a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Because, you know, like, this show is going to be about two hours tonight. Oh, yeah, the biolabs. Listen, we, we don't have time to talk about the biolabs right now. But go back on the last show that I did with Brother John. And we went through the biolabs because we went to an old article where they told us exactly where the biolabs were. Then we went through and see to see if Russia was attacking those areas and... I can't remember how many of the areas, but yes, the areas that had the bio labs were being attacked. Were the labs being attacked? I don't know. But we know right now that, yes, there are bio labs that were run by bioweapons labs that were being run by the U.S. and the Ukraine. That's a problem. Right? That would be like if Russia had bio labs in Mexico, like Tijuana type Mexico. You know what I mean? Like right there type of shit. I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all. So, just to recap on the distractions, right? Because we have this new war. People aren't really talking about COVID as much. I was speaking with someone who worked with, you know, mainstream media. I'm not even going to say what network. Someone who just works there. This individual told me, I asked about it, I said, yeah, you know, what happened with COVID? Oh, well, you know, this Russia, this Russia thing is a lot bigger. So that's what's getting all the attention right now. And they just left it there. And I didn't push the issue because that's not what I was there for. But, you know, you, you got to ask the right questions when you're with people. And so that was the question that I asked. Oh, what happened? That's just not big news right now. Not as big as this. When there's bigger news, then that's what takes precedent. Straight from the horse's mouth. So, the distractions. That's a major distraction right now. Again, we got the court of public opinion. Where all the, Go look at it, folks. Go make sure you check it out. The court of public opinion is Reiner Fulmerk, the German, and they have it should have seven videos, six or six or seven days of testimony. You know, I, I've I've been just going through them. 
I heard the one of with Brian, Dr. Brian Artist the other day. Like that every day they bring in several experts. I think there might be some people who are actually injured by the vaccines, but I mean, they're putting it on record. And if we actually had courts on earth right now, there may be a couple, but probably not. But if we actually had courts on earth right now, this information could be submitted into a proper court and then there could be some kind of legal action behind it. And a lot of motherfuckers would go to prison and possibly be executed. Definitely go to prison, though. Definitely be taken out of power. But, you know, I feel like something like this has to be has to begin on the local level in certain places and then go from that point forward. Because you see how the judges have been forced to take the shot. Lawyers have been forced to take the shot. Law enforcement has been forced to take the shot. So these are all the people who would ultimately be there to fight back. And military has been forced to take the shot. These are the people who would have the ability to charge, to try, charge, and arrest the folks who have put us into this position. You know, and once you listen to the testimonies, you see very clearly that, oh, it's all bullshit. They say it's not a a pandemic of COVID-19. It's a case-demic, okay? It's a pandemic of the PCR test, which is being misused. It's coming up with false positives. And, you know, why would you ever test healthy people? And I'm going to let you know. Because they're going hard, it's not just going to stop there. Now that all this shit has been exposed over the last two years, they're only going to go harder. You know, that's where this whole thing with the Marburg virus comes in. Check that out. We've already done episodes on that. I did an episode a few weeks about that. Just check it out there on the Marburg virus, okay? I don't have time to do it tonight. But best believe, they want to roll out the Marburg virus, and they're already saying, Gavi, if you look at Gavi, they're saying that Marburg virus, is it, it can be passed asymptomatically, okay? Listen, if someone have the, has the Marburg virus, we have 20-something days before they're symptomatic, and then there will be no, no illusions about what they have, okay? You remember when Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates said, We think pandemic number two is really going to get their attention. And then they smiled. Remember that shit? That duper's delight smile? These motherfuckers know what's coming. Gavi, those are the people who are associated with Bill Gates. They get money from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Those are the people who have been crippling children in India and Africa. Okay? Gavi, G-A-V-I. Go check them out. So we got the court of public opinion. It's just a recap, right? Why it's possible we have these distractions right now. The mRNA reverse transcribing. So this mRNA, which is just supposed to stay in the arm for a temporary time to help you build the antibodies. Yes, it reverse transcribes in six hours. That means it is changing the DNA of the recipient in six hours. It is turning them into a transhuman in six hours. Yes, I said it three times, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, that's what they're doing to people. Six hours, reverse transcribing. That means that mRNA is being uptaken and integrated into the genetic code of the people 
who are receiving the shot in six hours. And yes, they have papers on it at this point. All right. That disclosure just came out. Moderna holds a patent for a part of the genetic sequence that's in COVID-19. There are 30,000 something letters in that sequence. <laughs> yes, thank you, financial castration. Yes, that's what we always say, Dale G. There are 30,000 something letters in that sequence. And Moderna, coincidentally, in air quotes, has patented the 13 or 18 letters in the sequence that specifically relate to what makes the the virus transmissible in humans what makes it go from so-called bats to humans okay moderna those are also the people who you know they, they, and this is through a cancer drug so this is a some kind of cancer vaccine that they were working on with the i believe with the nih or something along those lines you know you got to go back and and look and see but Um, we're seeing, um, a lot of propaganda come up now saying that people should get HIV tests. Okay. HIV is on the rise right now. One of the ways, the main way that HIV is tested is not through, even though they do the PCR test, which again, false positive shit, but the main way to test for HIV is through your white blood cell count. If your white blood cell count is below, I think it's like, I can't remember the number. I always forget the shit, 1,100, 1,200, something like that. It's considered HIV. You could have low white blood cell count if you have a cold. And if you take a test, if you take that test, you could be considered having HIV at that moment just when you have a cold or a herpes infection or something like that, okay? So... Why are people coming up with HIV right now? I don't know. That's something that's in the news. All right. And then the Pfizer safety data. <clears throat> the Pfizer safety data is another one. What's going on with the Pfizer safety data? A lot of information is coming out regarding that safety data, folks. Um, so again, yeah, this is a convenient time to start something like a war, isn't it? <sighs> it's wild because, um, someone had sent me something earlier. I'm going to see if I can find it and pull it up because it is right on time. It's about Universe 25. And I will, I'll read that to you in a little bit. What do they call it? The, the Mouse Utopia Experiment. I know y'all heard about that. <laughs> You're watching Contagion while listening to this. <laughs> Yo, I finally saw that a few, maybe a couple months ago. You see how they did it, right? I talk about predictive programming. Another movie you should watch. I've said it before. 
Unlocked, Unlocked with John Malkovich and Michael Douglas. I can't remember the lady's name in it. Watch that fucking movie. Watch Unlocked. I, I, I'm telling you folks, watch that movie and then you will see, one, it'll give you a snapshot into where we're at today. Then it'll also give you a snapshot into what they want to do in the very near future. Okay? Leave it at that. Watch the movie Unlocked. But, um, you know, one thing, one thing I want people to be mindful of again, and we had said it before, you know, a lot of false flags to be mindful of and to watch out for. A lot of false flags. Because we have the so-called domestic extremist false flag which might pop up because there's that DHS you know security threat whatever the fuck they're calling it by June 7th 2022 so be mindful of that they might pop off a false flag say that anti-vaxxers look you remember when Assad in in Syria they had negotiated with the with the Syrian rebels and excuse me, and they were on a good path to peace in Syria. And what happens? Um, Assad was regaining control of his country. And what happens? He drops gas on his people. That shit makes no sense, right? Came to find out that he didn't drop that gas and it was all bullshit. And when the, the UN or whoever went in there to do the investigation, they and they they testified and they said, nah, Syria didn't drop gas in there. It looks like it came from within that area. Why? Because you had the the little proxy, the fucking the white helmets and the black pajamas who were both funded by the same people. Right? And the US was in there bombing instead of bombing Islamic State, Islamic State was the ally of the United States against the Syrian government. Dirty, filthy shit. But somebody went in there and dropped some gas on the Syrian people in order to convince the Americans that Assad needed to be removed. Regime change. Remember that shit? Okay. So they will pop off a false flag if they think that it'll sway public opinion. We've got too many cases. We don't have to talk about that tonight. You can listen to past shows or you can listen to other shows. Okay. Just be mindful of that. Because they're going to want to pop off some kind of false flag to to convince the U.S., to convince American citizens to get in there with Russia. They're already doing it. They're already boosting up the propaganda. Look, for years, John and I have been talking about even China's position in the world. What's China talking about right now, okay? China has won the game of geopolitics. Just And I always say, look at the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. If you look at the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, then you'll know what I mean, that they won geopolitics. Phantom, if you're still on. Years ago, we watched something called Why We Fight. It was about it was an old reel from World War II. And it talked about Mackinder's Heartland Theory. 
talk about the control of the area between Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe and, and China. Control that area, you can control the heartland. Control the heartland, you control the Africa. Control Africa, you control the world island. Control the world island, you control seven-eighths of the global population. You leverage that to control the world. Okay? Yes, you remember that, right? Look at the Shanghai Cooperation Organization and look at the map. Look at Mackinder's heartland theory and put that next to the China-Shanghai Cooperation organization okay yes and they are damn near identical yeah yeah and china's just one piece of the player you know one excuse me one piece of the puzzle a major piece of the puzzle because they have perfected the uh the weaponization of the infrastructure right with that social credit score mm -hmm. okay so be mindful of false flags that might pop up in the next few months, days, weeks, months, okay? There's the domestic anti-vaxxer possible false flag. The possible Russia false flag, maybe attack here. Maybe, uh, you know, something to convince American people that we need to go to war with Russia, okay? So, the fact that Russia even went into Ukraine, you got to understand that they're playing chess, okay? Those are masters at chess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, Phantom. The, the Russians are masters at chess, okay? They are aligned with the Chinese. They are aligned with the Iranians. Let's say... Hypothetically, Iran really did throw off some missiles at U.S. bases or a U.S. consulate area, okay? You think that they are, they did that without the blessing of Russia? Okay? You think China is just sitting quietly in the background, ignoring what's going on? China, they want to know what's up with the bio labs that are in Ukraine, the U.S. bioweapons labs in Ukraine. China wants to know about them. China has asked us about them. They said, hey, when they asked, when China's asked, what do you feel about this breach of, you know, what Russia's doing? They say, hey, we want a peaceful resolution. And by the way, United States, what's up with those bioweapon labs in Ukraine? This is what China's saying, okay? I mean... And pe people, if you talk about, uh, if you talk about United Nations ever getting involved, who has the largest representation in UN peacekeeper troops? China, motherfuckers. So when I say China has one geopolitics, it's okay if you don't know that. This is my opinion. When I say China has one geopolitics, it's because I'm because I'm looking at the pieces, you know. Even the the Heartland theory map, Mackinder's Heartland theory. You look at the uh, the World Island, right? But then they have outer rings, rings of control. One of the rings of control, I can't remember what they call it, an outer ring, 
it crosses right through like the Caribbean and all the way down through Australia and comes back up. Yo, look how many Chinese are in the Caribbean right now. Look how many Chinese are in South America right now. Look how many Chinese are in Mexico and Canada right now. Look how many Chinese are in the United States right now. Okay? So, if we want to pop off with Russia like the real way in the U.S., This is like some world war shit, you know, but it's not going to be the way people think. Like, yeah, there may be some gun war a little bit, you know, some throwing bullets back and forth at each other, but they don't won this shit already. They already won. Before the actual fight. Oh, yeah, South Africa. I mean, come on. I mean, the, the you have BRICS. Brazil, Russia, India. China, South Africa, the BRICS nations. You tell me that BRICS just went away? <laughs> yeah, I, I I put up a video. Thank you, Dale. Dale said, oh, for sure, dude. We have Chinatowns in every city and every state. Go look at the video that I put up. It has a young Korean lady for the cover. Go go look at that video. It's about an eight eight, almost nine minute video. She talks about how every Chinatown is a military base. Okay. I'll tell you when I knew that China was running shit for real. It was around, it must've been around 2014. Not maybe, probably before that, but at least 2014. Um, where, oh, thank you, Mr. Oslin. I thank you. Um, Xinhua News Agency, that's a Chinese state-run news agency, something like that, right? But if you look at down in Times Square, you know where the ball drops every year in New York City? The most, the most prominent building in that little area, it's actually a billboard for, I thought it was the actual building, it's the billboard for the Xinhua News Agency, sitting right at the top there. To me, that was like some conquering shit. That's how I perceived it years ago. And now I think I understand it more. Mr. Olson said Chinese have many. He said Chinese have many of our distribution centers on the NAFTA route. Ooh, they're crafty and low key as fuck. Yeah, because they're not with the rah-rah shit. They just move in silence. You know, you got the... The Belt and Road Initiative, right? One belt, one road. The rebirth of the um, of the Silk Road, right? They have a road that stretches from China to Africa and Europe. Ben had it. Okay? You know? Um, that whole thing with the... Um, I want to... He said Chinese have many of our distribution centers on the NAFTA route. So this whole thing with the supply chain crisis, you know, all this stuff is convenient right now. These folks are working together and it's not just China. Peace, peace. Uh, he said supreme rising. Peace, peace. <laughs> right. You rising. I'm going to sleep soon. <laughs> Bless. So whole thing with the supply chain crisis, right? 
This is why it's a worldwide thing. This is why it's called the New World Order, okay? So many players are involved. Um, you know, maybe this is just the time where they want to bring in the Chinese. Listen, go back to the whole bundle of currencies thing that happened that was disclosed around 2008, where it came out in, in the major press, and they said that basically China... It's like China, Russia, France, Qatar, and all these other countries have been plotting for three decades. So from 1978, 1988, right, 1980s until 2008, they were plotting on dropping the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency. Didn't tell the United States. The United States didn't know until 2018. They said this is really going to go into effect in a decade, right? So this was in 2008, and they said it's going to go into effect, or you're going to start to see it in 2018. It's 2022 right now, okay? Like I said, they're playing chess. They won geopolitics. And I'm not trying to be negative or anything like that, but that's just what's going on, you know? We argue about a lot of foolish, nonsensical shit in the United States and don't uh, don't even realize the walls are closing in on this open-air prison. Let me tell you, there, you can't, uh, as of right now, they don't have RT Live on YouTube. They're cutting off all, all um, Russian media from the United States. And immediately my mind went to all the brothers and sisters that are locked up all across this country, right? Because the amount their communication with the outside world is cut off. That's who you cut off from the outside. You cut off. We ain't that well on the inside, okay? You cut off communication from the outside world. Just put that in your pipe and smoke it. The behavioral sink, aka the mouse utopia experiment. Universe 25. I'm just going to go through this slides because someone had, had mentioned it to me earlier, said this is where we're headed, and it's so relevant right now. And someone put together put it together in this nice form that I can read it to y'all. Peep game. Welcome to Universe 25. This is from the actual page is Pixelnock on Instagram. Thank you, Pixelnock. Welcome to Universe 25. This experiment conducted by John Calhoun may disturb some people as it contains depictions of animal cruelty, stress, frustration, inhumane behavior, suffering, blood, and death. Your discretion is advised. Excuse me. John Calhoun was a scientist in 1972. He created a so-called paradise of mice, quote unquote, specifically designed space for rodents, rats, which had abundance of food, water, and a big living space. It started with four male mice, four female mice. In a short span, these pairs reproduced at a, a very high rate. But after 315 days, the rate of reproduction declined significantly. 315 days. Okay.
When the population reached 600, a hierarchy was formed between them and a sign of sadness, ungratefulness appeared in the colony. The larger rats began to attack. As a result, many male rats began to collapse psychologically. <clears throat> Beta males. This resulted in less protection to the female rats and that resulted in aggressiveness towards their young ones. Women not being protected. As time went by, the females in the colony, due to lack of safety or the isolation elements, they became more aggressive. They started to lack the reproductive mood. They didn't want to fuck no more, okay? They didn't want any more sex. They couldn't even, they weren't being protected by the male rats. They became aggressive toward their babies and they no longer wanted to bear children. <clears throat> this resulted in low birth rate and at the same time, there was increase in the mortality rate of the younger rodents. So now the younger rats are dying. Then there was a new class of rats that started to appear. So another class, folks. They refused to mate and didn't want to fight for their space. Beta rats. These males completely lost touch with social behaviors, including having sex or caring for their young. The only thing these male rats cared for was food and sleep. As time went on, the mortality rate of the young rodents reached 100% and reproduction rate Rates sink to 0%. Among the endangered mice, homosexuality and cannibalism was observed despite having plenty of food and partners around. Two years after the start of the experiment, the last baby was born. That last born killed the second last rat in the colony and died later. This same experiment was repeated by the same scientists for 25 times, and each time the result was the same. This experiment is seen as a possibility of what may happen in an overpopulated world. So, you know, um, you can see how this could, is happening to us right now when how the conditions are being manufactured to speed up this process. We are not living in an overpopulated world, but this, I mean, the scientist Calhoun, he did this scientist 25 times and got the same results. Okay. So we're now living in a time where they want to relegate people to these smart cities. We're hearing about how they want us driving these electric cars and, you know, how long does it take electric cars to refuel? How, can, how far can you really travel in an electric vehicle outside of your smart city? They, if you know about the Wildlands Project, that is basically the removal and the restricting of wild lands, you know? nature restricting it and um keeping people out of there and relegating us to these major cities especially in this country the united states all over the world is going on you know they they call it the urban wildlife interface in other countries or wildlife urban interface in other countries but ultimately these are the areas that they want to keep us out of 
and they want to have us in these smart cities where we no longer have cars that can take gasoline. And so, you know, we can only get so far. And then Biden is having new cars that are made, um, constructed with a kill switch. So they can kill your shit at any moment. This is the type of environment that's being created, this open air prison. And I, I don't know any other way to say it, but the way that it is to be said, okay? Technocracy, the hard road to world order, written by Patrick M. Wood. Patrick M. Wood testified, I believe it was on day six. I think it was on day six of the court of public opinion. You should check out that testimony. You should check out the whole thing. It's on Rumble. It will be on otwtube.com at some point. But this is what we're sparring with right now, people. You know, talk for two hours today. There's a show that I've been watching. It's called America with a K. America. It's a miniseries from 1987. It's about a Soviet takeover of the United States. When the show starts, it's in about... um year six or seven of the Soviet takeover. So we're deep into it, you know? Excuse me. You have a character. I think it's Devin Milford. And he's a Vietnam veteran. And as you see, the country being taken over, because I don't know how violent the takeover was at this point, because I haven't gotten that far in it. But... It was slow enough that you could sit back and say, hey, something ain't right. We better do something about it. Being a Vietnam veteran, Devin Milford, he stepped up and he said, you know what? I'm running for president. Like I said, I haven't gotten all the way through it at this point. So I don't know all he did to get himself thrown into the fucking gulag because it starts off. He's in the gulag. So. I don't know how we got there yet. We don't know what he did to get there yet. But at a certain point in the show, he's talking and people are asking him because, you know, he he had the impact he was supposed to have, but it wasn't great enough in enough time. Right. Wolverines. Right. Where they at? But Dale... The Wolverines didn't pop off until they had already been taken over. But you got the right spirit, though. But what we're dealing with right now and what Milford was dealing with when he was asked what happened, he said, paraphrasing that the people weren't ready. People weren't ready. That shit hit me. Because are we living in that timeline, in that reality right now, where the people just aren't ready for liberation? 
It's not to say we shouldn't play our part, you know? We we come on this show and we chop it up with each other. And we exchange ideas on the show and on this network. And we see, especially, you know, I mean, you see what's happening in Australia and Canada, United States and the U.S. right now. The walls of the open air prison are closing in on us. And seems like a majority of the people are none the wiser. Listen to German Holocaust survivors talk about what they experience. This is not about the gas chambers as much as it's about what led up to the gas chambers. What led up to the, the concentration camps. The environment that was created, the nihilism. Remember, they came out of Weimar Republic. That was a nasty, fucked up place with very little hope. You know, you had uh, people's full families being whored out. People turning their homes into prostitution dens. People pimping out their daughters and their wives. You know, men's pimping out daughters and their wives. Just to put food on the table. You know? Dale says get people asking questions. It's important. I agree. You know, we talk about it all the time. And it's crazy to hear... People in the news, especially not you're not gonna hear it in U.S. news, but you know on on RT news and some international news, like the Kaiser Report. So many comparisons to the Weimar Republic, the U.S. going the way of Weimar Republic. Most Americans don't know what the Weimar Republic is and what was going on in the Weimar Republic. Weimar Republic, their 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 currency was hyperinflated. Shit was in a free fall. You know, you carry a wheelbarrow of money to the supermarket. You got to push that motherfucker fast just so you could get there fast enough before that money deflates just to get groceries for your family. This is what was going on in the Weimar Republic. There's no bullshit. And if you look at the rate that our money is free falling, that's why I say look up Alan Grayson. Look up Alan Grayson versus the Illuminati. Congressman Alan Grayson versus the Illuminati. That's a catchy title, but it's to let you know what was going on. Um, the Panama Papers, the Spire Law Group lawsuit, okay? This is just to give us a, a window into what's leading to this hyperinflation and this destruction of our, our economy. Like, like, uh, David Goldberg said, this is, you know, and many other people are saying they want a controlled collapse of our economy. Who runs RT News? RT News is Russian. Yeah, that shit is Russian for sure. RT News is an international news station and everything ain't about Russia that they report. And they do, you know, everything isn't positive that they report on Russia too. And you know, they, they, they're going to tell us stuff 
and give us perspectives that our news will never give us. Our news is incapable of giving us. And, you know, you have to look at different sources from different places. Because if we just listen to ours, again, we're, you know, the, the fucking open air prison, folks. And they're making it very apparent. Yeah. So that's all I got for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I could keep on going, but brother man got to get some sleep tonight. I want to thank everyone for coming out and hanging in here with your brother. You know, we know what we need to do. I appreciate all the information that y'all have been sending me all night, you know, keeping me on point. I'm definitely like, I go back and listen to the shows too, because I know there's a lot of stuff that comes up that needs to be revisited. As I always say, share this content with someone who you feel is on wake up. Definitely check us out at otwtube.com because as a social, our social media platform is free speech and, you know, it's the free, free flow and free sharing of ideas. Go check it out. Instagram can't stop us. YouTube can't stop us. Fuck them. None of these people can stop us. Okay. And everything we do is a labor of love. Go send, if you want, send some money through the cash app. On the Wake Up Radio, dollar sign on the Wake Up Radio, or through the PayPal, on the Wake Up Radio.com, or on the Wake Up Radio at gmail.com, you know, if you feel so inclined. But, and we're going to bring back the, um, the On the Wake Up Radio Research Institute. We had all those free download PDFs. We didn't forget about y'all with that, you know. Um, but it's a team effort and I don't even know what to do. You know, like I tried to get out of this country <laughs> I tried, I promise you I tried. I'm going to try to get out of here again. I'm going to get out next time. I feel like I had to come back and get a couple of um, reinforcements, but you know, time's ticking down folks. These globalists are not playing. These technocrats are not playing with us right now because they've been exposed. And so all they can do is go harder because they you think they're going to let us throw them in prison and put them in front of a trial in front of the people and possibly be executed? You must be out your fucking mind. These are the type of people I, I've been reading or excuse me, listening to the audio book. The by Paul Williams, Operation Gladio, his Operation Gladio book. When you read that book or listen to that audio book, that shit reads crazy. It's the U.S. government. It's the basically the CIA, the Vatican, and the mafia all working together, like intimately together the whole time. It's not like like the whole fucking time. The mob is government. The Vatican is gangster. The CIA is both. And they all work together. <laughs> Mr. Oslin said it. He said, prayer for guidance and we stay put to help the others who will be shocked and awed. Thank you. I think 
that's what it is right now. You know, there's a lot of people who are going to wake up in the next days, weeks, and months, and they're going to be outraged. And, you know, we've been saying it, John and I have been saying that we have had the luxury of time to be in this awareness. They don't have the luxury of time. They're not going to have the luxury of time. Maybe if someone were to wake up today, anyone, the, the faster people wake up, the better. But many people will not have that luxury of a long time to process this information. So, yeah, maybe, you know, even if it just means being a shoulder to cry on because they learned some fucked up shit, then maybe that's what we got to be. But everyone who, you know, this transmission touches and who's able to hear this, just hold your head. Don't let these people get you down. Don't let them break your spirit. Don't ever let them break your spirit. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for spending this time with me, ladies and gentlemen. Big shout out to my brother, John, and me, Sonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Shout out to you all, everybody who tuned in, the listeners on the Wake Up Radio Army. Shout out to the On the Wake Up Radio family. Big shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Tune in again next week for the most dangerous two hours in radio. On the wake up. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy On the wake up. How to sign up for OTWT. Type in OTWT in your browser. It will bring up the home page. Then you click the little man with the plus sign to open up an account. Use your best email, select a username, and then enter a good, secure password. Now you're at the home page. Click the key to log in to your account using your password with your username. Now search in the search bar for OTW2, which is the page we're going to subscribe to. Click subscribe, click add as friend, as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view, like that video, as well as comment. And your exercise is done. Thank you for your support.